0: Welcome to CTRM Radio, home of the official podcast of Commodity Technology Advisory and your source for information on all matters related to CTRM. Hello there, this is Gary Vasey and welcome to another edition of CTRM Radio, a podcast from Commodity Technology Advisory. And for this edition, we'll be talking to some of the vendors about their business continuity plans during the coronavirus lockdown that's currently taking place and impacting businesses all across the globe. And to get things started, Patrick Reams talked to Manaf Garg, CEO of
1: Eka. Patrick? So our first thing was the safety of people. Actually, we we started pretty early on, uh, from 27th of February, I remember, we started preparing for the worst to come, seeing what's happening in China and Asia. And it has not hit uh, Europe and US then. So we started testing work from home first. And in about 10 days time from there on, I think from 8th, 9th of March, we were we were 100% working from home, globally across all our offices. Which means that, uh, you know, making sure everybody has access online, on, on GoToMeeting, Zoom and et cetera. But also it helps that, you know, we shifted into a, a modern platform, uh, as you know, in the last three years. So all our source code is also on the cloud, on GitHub, and is properly protected. We have a lot of security systems in place. So team has been able to seamlessly transition 100% into working from home. We've also worked with clients to move all the implementations online. So all implementations have not been impacted. Uh, We are still delivering on time. So that all is working fine. So we are fully operational right now working from home, globally delivering to our clients uh, and focus on customer delivery. So that's the number one thing that we have done. Number two thing, obviously now that uh, comes to the market side of uh, of of coronavirus, what we are seeing is that it is not just a coronavirus, it's also the oil oil crash which is impacting the industry. So I think we are expecting and we are seeing some sales in the pipeline getting deferred, especially from the energy customers, given that the shock uh, that they have gone through, I think everybody will need some time. And uh, as we are seeing uh, this whole coronavirus moving in wave from Asia to Europe, then to US, then now to South America, I think the biggest disruption we are seeing is the supply chain, which as consumers we feel, our customers are seeing it. Uh, What we have done from our side is that, you know, we have actually launched COVID app, which helps you assess supply chain risk, which is free for the moment, at least for 90 days. Till such time, this uh, whole issue is behind us or it peaks out. So I don't think that, you know, the focus right now is is selling more and more of of software in this time. I think the question is, what help can be provided? Uh, So one is COVID app. Second, I think as uh, companies start, working from home in a more distributed fashion, I think they will need CTRM more on cloud to be able to you know, and a lot of our companies are managing essential goods, especially in agriculture, right? Imagine that ultimately people have to eat, so the grains have to come on, come on time at the places to manufacturers. So I think supply chain disruption or, or handling supply chain is critical for all our customers during this phase. And as companies move more and more into online way of working, I think we'll see a behavioral shift of, of doing things on cloud. As we are seeing all across, whether it is our education, whether it is, you know, my kids have not gone to school for the last uh, two weeks and now Prime Minister just announced three weeks of lockdown and we're seeing the same lockdown uh, being announced across Europe and other parts of the world. So I think uh, everything is going to shift online. So I think in the medium term, it'll be new world order. I think people will be far more receptive to to work in an online in a much more automated fashion. So That's what we'll see but I think first we'll have to live through this crisis and make sure we all come win out of it in in next uh, three to six months time. In, in terms of the implementations that you've currently had going on, have you seen your clients uh, kind of hit pause on those or they are they looking to wait it out a bit uh, or are they continuing with the implementation activities? with it I'm, and i'm working myself very closely working with the you know c-level com, uh, people in those very large companies we have so the view i'm getting for large companies is that they typically invest in the software for the longer term and it's a mission critical system mm-hmm. so they are not going to pause for next three to four months time saying oh pause and then we'll see what's happening with implementation so you know most of the deals that we signed in the last uh, 12 months were large deals Almost all of them are Fortune 500 customers. So all yeah. of them are continuing. In fact, they don't want us to delay implementation at all. And, and and I think there's a lot to do with also the kind of business they are in. I think uh, they're all basic uh, goods. They're all essential commodities they're all delivering. So I think they'll have to deliver. Uh, if you read uh, in New York Times or, or in Wall Street Journal, general, general mills you know, still have to produce more flour. Uh, they have to make sure people can eat what they have to eat. It's just that a pattern may shift from... Uh, from uh, restaurants to to home, where the people will eat more processed food or different kind of food, but food will still have to move, and yeah. as uh, then logistics still have to move. You know, our, our software, as you know, is used a lot in the supply chain because we handle the automation of entire supply chain as well. So the supply chain logistics have to move. You know, the silos, the trucks, uh, all of them will have to continue to move. So people want to use more automation. My personal view is that uh, after every crisis, typically the automation goes up. Because people want to make work in a more automated way, so right now yeah. we are not seeing any any slowdown from any customer that we have. Yeah, no, I I absolutely agree with you from that perspective. That uh, this this kind of changes the entire dynamic in terms of pushing technology into the uh, supply chain management. Uh, it clearly, it was being adopted before, but I think once this problem resolves itself eventually that the, the recognition that automation is is going to be required more technology is going to be required within that supply chain and and I think that will create a, a terrific demand for what you guys are doing there no doubt about it and I think in, in these times also I think uh, uh, if imagine if you're a small company with 15 users or 20 users and everybody's working from home you can't do transpatiship all the time you would need a system to even do a basic CTRM stuff you know, putting in contracts, understand where your risks are, understand where the goods, uh, ship goods are getting stuck, where the delays are. So I think people will have to have to use the software. Like what we are doing, right? We were not using GoToMeeting or Zoom as much in the company, but now all 500 people are using GoToMeeting.
0: Thanks, Patrick and Manav. Meanwhile, I spoke with Cassie Livesey of Generation 10.
2: So uh, the main priority for Gen 10 is we've been watching the coronavirus develop over the last few weeks has been really about making sure that our people stay safe, uh, looking out for them and their families, and making sure that we're, you know, nothing's going to impact on our service to our customers as well. So we've been monitoring the situation for the last few weeks. Uh, it was quite early on by UK standards. We took the decision that actually it would be safer and better service for everyone if we start working from home from Wednesday, the eleventh of March. Um, so that was quite far in advance of what most people in the UK had been doing. But for us as a technology company, as people who are all about using technology to collaborate, improve processes and work better together, it seemed the sensible thing to do to actually you know, put that into practice and collaborate online for ourselves. So that's what we did. We've, we're all working 100% remotely now. Uh, We're using part of Comos to support that home working. So, we actually have a custom app that we made for ourselves to manage our service desk and our development projects. Mm -hmm. We're using that across the board to make sure that we're all working towards the same end goals. Impact on clients has been negligible. Obviously, they can still contact us by email, they can still phone in. There's nothing changed in terms of opening hours or service level agreements. And the only comment we've had so far to date is we've got one office in China who have been absolutely thrilled because it means that our account manager can start work a few hours earlier, and she's operating more in line with their time zones, so they're actually getting a better service at the moment. So, yeah, overall it's working out really nicely. How
0: do you go about... Continuing selling and implementing and delivering when consultants can't be on customer sites, that kind of thing? What, what kind of thoughts and, and processes are you putting in place there?
2: Uh, I think the selling is possibly the largest challenge we're going to face in the next few weeks. Um, obviously things like marketing, a lot of that is online, but on the sales side, we've got fewer events coming up, events are being postponed, so we're not having those same opportunities to just keep conversations alive and keep meeting people. And it's slightly more challenging as well being able to just sit down in a room with people, obviously, and so much of the sales process is just building up trust with people, getting to know them. It's all about those little interpersonal connections. It's not necessarily giving the information. You know, I can give you the information in a PDF, but it's having that genuine human connection. And, you know, that is possible online. We've all got video calls. We've all got Skype. We're talking online right now. But it's still, it doesn't quite meet that same level of interaction you get speaking to a real human being in the same room. So As a marketer, I see the opportunity for marketing to really get involved there and provide more of this value-add information, sort of being able to build up the trust in Gen 10 as a whole rather than an individual salesperson and find out how we can just improve their journeys and give them the information that they need and that they want without necessarily having someone in the same room.
0: And what about the the, if you do make a sale and you have to do an implementation and you can't put a project team on site, how how will that work, do you think?
2: Uh, For us particularly, speaking as Gen 10, actually, I can't see too many issues with that. Purely because we are cloud native anyway, Uh, we do tend to deploy via AWS or other cloud services, depending on what clients need. So there's no reason for our team to be on site from a technical perspective. And our focus for a long time has been about empowering users and making the system easier to implement and letting them have the tools to configure the system to what they need it to do. So obviously this hasn't been designed for a pandemic but it is all about helping them get that business efficiency and control wherever their teams are so actually being able to manage that for an online process that is something that we have done in the past so we actually have an implementation that's still ongoing at the moment it's um global implementation across the USA, Asia, Germany and China and that one the the Gen10 team hasn't visited a single one of those offices. We've got three of them on board at the moment, and we're working on the final one now. So we've had three in-person meetings with their project lead down in London, and everything else has been video calls, phone calls, emails, um, so it, it is definitely possible to manage an implementation 100% online and still build up those relationships that clients want and need and help them feel reassured that they are getting the best possible service purely online.
0: Thanks, Cassie. I then spoke with Simon Piercy of CTRM Cube to get his thoughts
3: on the matter. Simon? As an industry, the CTRM sector is better placed than a lot of industries to continue operations for the best part during this pretty difficult uh, lockdown period. We're a software sector industry, so we're pretty well set up for remote working. Most, if not all, employees will have the ability to work from home. They'll have their IT kit at home. They'll be able to connect via the internet, via the VPN into the office systems, and they can interact with clients just as easily. So in that respect, I believe operations and support, that'll continue for the best part for our our businesses. Uh, And of course, we're no different in that respect. Implementation is going to be a bit trickier because your traditional model of consultants going on site, that's taken away from you. So uh, you have to then think about other options. So again, remote meetings, that's entirely feasible. A lot of the activities can be done remotely as well. People have remote connections to these sites. So I think that that will continue for the time being. It sails really where it becomes harder. So clearly face-to-face meetings are out. In remote meetings for sales are doable, but I think early stage that's going to be tricky. Later stage, yeah, for sure. I think you can conclude activities, but I do think it's going to be a bit of a quiet period for sales. Not least hindered by the downturn in the commodity prices as well, which is going to put investments on hold. So I think going to be it's going to be tough out there for for new sales. I think for the best part specifically if you think about our business this is where you really see the benefit of a cloud service like TradeCube. we have a very different business model we operate completely online we have an instant setup so there isn't any need for that sales and implementation task and all our custom implementation and support is all done online as well plus the service runs just as well on an ipad or tablet designed for mobile as well as desktop use So, if people are confined to home, they can still use the platform, and because it's all web-based as well, you don't have to go through any VPN, it's directly available on the web, which just allows people to be able to use it from uh, remote locations pretty easily.
0: Thanks very much, Simon. And then lastly, I spoke with Ganesh Natarajan, who's Managing
4: Director of Enuit Europe. Ganesh? You know, Gary, you know, right, Enuit team is actually distributed across four locations. Beijing, Singapore, Europe, and the US, right? We operate across these four offices. We have our own teams and clients across these locations. Beijing especially has been in the lockdown almost approximately for two months already. So most of our teams are already supporting the clients by working remotely from home because Beijing went on a total shutdown apart from the other locations. To be honest, we don't see any major impact to our global operations. But we do see some minimal impact on our service delivery and implementations because travel is restricted to client locations, either domestic or international. Mm -hmm. Uh, The the, the practical aspect would be like if you ever want to actually have a whiteboarding session or a brainstorming session with your client or your team, right? you can do it as much as possible with remote collaboration tools, but nothing replaces a face-to-face meeting but most of our clients are also implementing their BCP. As an Envit team, we actually follow our own BCP procedures across all these locations, Beijing, Singapore, Europe, and U.S. Teams work from home. We have a great infrastructure and some collaboration tools like Teams, uh, Skype, and uh, other mechanisms where we are all connected. We are all checking in on each other. But, however, I do see some minimal impact on support and especially face-to-face client interactions on the service delivery projects. But end of the day, we are also letting the client decide if they want us in their offices and they are actually open for business, we are open for business. But if they want us to be actually safe and work remotely and support them remotely, we are doing that. Uh, Most of our clients are currently implementing their own BCP, especially in Asia Pacific as well as in Europe. So we are supporting our clients remotely from different locations.
0: Well, what about sales? I mean, how, how do you conduct <coughs>
4: sales, continuing right. sales opportunities? Absolutely. Kind of so yeah. we are we are pursuing our sales opportunities. Uh, you know, There are three ways in which we do, right? So we have our global marketing operations. We do actually continue to host our webinars. We recently did our webinars uh, to introduce Innovate and a few things we have done. We have actually started launching our Concentrates campaign in Europe. From a sales perspective, again, we are doing a lot more remotely. Uh, in terms of demos, pre-sales demos, and actually having a clarification questionnaires and stuff, it is not actually impacted yet by not have to have face-to-face meetings on the sales side. Most of us are actually managing our sales operations and pre-sales activities, again, using the same collaborative tools. How, how do you see demand? From Patrick and I's perspective, obviously, we're in a cr- cash credit
0: crunch probably over the next three to six, nine months. That's price, right. price of oil and commodities <clears throat> crashed, but the dollar's fairly strong. But there's a lot of volatility and a lot of uncertainty in commodities, foodstuffs, energy, power, particularly. They're all absolutely necessary to the to the, to support the modern way of life. So, on the one hand, you see that there's certainly some serious issues around selling ETRM mm. CTRM software, but on mm. the other hand, you also see the opportunity, the need yeah. to sell it, the need to have such a
4: system has probably increased. On no, the- I, I think we, we exactly said the same view as you, Gary. Right? We when we when we talked to some people yesterday, uh, I was actually talking to one of the recycling businesses who actually take more recycling and convert them into uh, metal sheets and copper uh, ingots, right? So for them, we had a similar conversation with them and they're saying, Ganesh, we are actually absolutely not slowing down at all because of COVID-19. So the reason they want to talk to you anyway is, hey, we we see you guys are operating on a concentrates and metals market. We are actually seeing a lot more demand for uh, finished products, but we are a recycling business so we would like to talk to you at this so yesterday i had a sales call where it was very interesting to see the market is actually looking at okay now things are getting worse i would like to be on top of my data and my positions and my risk so mm-hmm. i would actually the market is not saying i would actually invest in the system but market is actually keen to explore the system and system angle a lot more in adversity like covid 19
0: thanks ganesh So it seems then that the vast majority of the vendors, certainly the ones that we've spoken to today and certainly the ones that I've spoken to over the last couple of weeks, do have business continuity plans. They are implementing those business continuity plans to a large degree, support, implementation and even the selling process is still proceeding, albeit virtually perhaps, and uh, those that maybe have cloud solutions seem to be uh, better positioned perhaps than others. But at the end of the day, it does seem that business as usual under very difficult circumstances. And with that, um, I'll say goodbye. My name's Gary Vesey with Commodity Technology Advisory. This has been a CTRM radio podcast. Thank you to our guests. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you again shortly. Bye. You've been listening to CTRM Radio, a podcast by leading industry analysts, Commodity Technology Advisory. You can find more information about us at ComTechAdvisory.com and much more news, views, research and information on CTRM at the CTRM Center at CTRMCenter.com. Thank you for joining our presenters, managing partners Patrick Reams and Gary M. Vasey, and their guests today,
2: and we hope to see you on a future edition of CTRM Radio.